the concept was that as human beings we're made up of cells and they are always changing so for people to want you to stay the same way is really alien because we are literally all changing all the time and again that for me was a really big thing not just in like in my relationships in friendships in business as well is that we're all evolving all the time and we should be embracing it and I know we all find change difficult but actually it's the only thing that we can be sure of. Welcome back to another episode of Making Mindset Matter with me, your host, Lorna McKenna. Today, I am joined by a special guest. I am really excited about this conversation, and it's something slightly different, actually, because we've never really spoken deeply about business. So today I have Jen joining us. Jen is a business strategy coach, and she's going to come on. I'm going to have a real honest conversation about all things being a woman in business, not just women in business, but just having your own business and the mindset struggles and some of the obstacles that come up around that. So welcome to Making Mindset Matter. Jen, would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners? Yes, I'd love to. Thank you for having me, first and foremost. So I'm Jen Lister. I'm a business coach. Um, I've been working with clients for the last year or so, and I started my business off the back of selling my previous business and before that I had a career in corporate working in London and Sydney which was really fun as well um I'm also a mummy just to share that as well to my 18 year old uh sorry 18 month old not 18 year old (laughs) 18 month old daughter um so yeah that's me well, it's so nice to have you here. But before we dive into today's topics, I ask all the listeners that come on, listeners, all the guests, that, sorry, not listeners, the listeners as well, and the guests that come on to you, making mindset matter. Like, why does mindset matter to you? Such a good question. I think to me personally, because it really affects my day to day life, I think mindset is so important. You can go to your desk to work for the day. And if you're in a bad mindset, it really affects every other element of your life. And for me, it's important because I think you just need to be more aware of it. And I discovered personal growth probably about five years ago or so. And I think since then, just being more aware of my mindset, aware of self-care and investing in my mindset as an actual concept has transformed my life and helped me grow and helped me just become the best version of myself I guess I love that I love that definition and I think a key thing that you said there is by making it like seeing the value and investing in yourself because I think it's not something that in sort of society kind of were ever like taught that actually you are your greatest investment so it's so it's that kind of it's a bit like a I don't want to say taboo subject but it's like there's a slow tide turning, I definitely think, in the personal development space, like a massive wave of people realising, like, you are your greatest investment. What was your sort of turning point when you started on your journey five years ago? Oh, wow, that's a really, really difficult question to answer. Um, I think I just started, like, listening to, like, consuming more content that was about, um, like, failure for example, and how if you fail, actually, there's loads of positive in there, you can find a positive in that failure. And I think I just started learning little lessons like this. And 
I remember thinking, I think all my friends think I'm actually crazy. Um, like I love goal setting and things like that. And, and I had one friend that actually was quite excited about it as well. So I used to spend a bit more time with her when I was wanting to explore these kind of things. And for me, that was a bit of a turning point where I realized, okay, I'm maybe I'm a little bit crazy. Maybe I'm a little bit different, but I'm just, I just love it so much that I'm going to just keep slowly exploring it and it took me into the entrepreneurial world and out of the corporate world because I didn't feel very aligned to the corporate world personally at the time I love that I love that you said you think you're a bit crazy honestly I think my friends that are not into sort of really into personal development must think I I am actually like batshit crazy because I think I talk about (laughs) things sometimes and they're like what are you even talking about yeah it's funny one of my friends said there was an article released at the start of this year on one of the um, news websites and it was like 100 things you can do to make yourself happier in 2022 and it was funny one of my friends sent it to me and she was she said oh you probably do most of these things already because she knows that I'm like in that kind of space but that was the first time that any of my friends have ever kind of acknowledged that that's something that's really important to me and it was quite an interesting observation yeah, I, I really resonate with what you've said there because I think that I think sometimes it's like remembering that it's not that people are not supportive of what you're doing; it's just that they don't understand it. So yeah. it's kind of they are they do re- do watch what you're doing, but they just don't get it. And I think I guess it's that thing that it takes people different. There's different like aha moments for every person that gets them to where they are, and obviously that's why everyone's journey is so different. Yes. And I remember one of the things we spoke about is um, meditation and like the Buddhist view on things. And one of their words is something called Inicha, which I learned when I did a meditation retreat a few years ago. And that word in the Buddhist kind of um, language, if that's the right word, uh, means always changing. And when I learned that, I, it that was a life changing moment for me because the concept was that as human beings we're made up of cells and they are always changing so for people to want you to stay the same way is really alien because we are literally all changing all the time and again that for me was a really big thing not just in like in my relationships in friendships in business as well is that we're all evolving all the time and we should be embracing it and I know we all find change difficult but actually it's the only thing that we can be sure of I feel like this conversation is really aligned from the uh, the thoughts that I've been having this week. And it's really interesting what you said that. I really love that word. I remember when you told me that in each, because evolve is a word I always come to, which is develop gradually. Because it's like this, like we're always like changing gradually, whether we know it or not. My friend's actually doing a course at the minute and it, it, we're made up of like 70 million cells. I think it's something like that wow. in the human body. And like, obviously we are obviously always changing and I just think what you've said there is really really it's like a message that I always say like the only constant is change yeah but everything else is temporary and there was something that um I shared in one of my group programs this week with the the ladies that were in it and we was talking about change and it's just like this perception that I don't know like if you've ever heard it but that change is a negative thing like you hear you've changed and it's like it's a bad thing yeah I saw that on your stories actually yeah I I feel like I've had I haven't had anyone say that to me outwardly that like you've changed and it's a negative thing but I've definitely felt it from people as I've gone through from 
I've made decisions that have taken me a slightly different path. Like when I started a business, I had family sort of thinking I'm mad. And then I've just started another business when I had my daughter was like, however, like less than a year old. Um, just, I didn't feel like I had loads of support, I guess, but I've come to realize now in my thirties, finally, that I can make my own decisions. I can make my own mistakes. I'm an adult and it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like genuinely taken me till my thirties until having my own child to realize that, which is kind of sad. It is, you can look at it as kind of sad, but it's also amazing that you've even, that you've got to this point because I think that, I mean, I, when I've made the decisions that I've made, people I think have, have like wanted to support, but at the back of their mind, they're like, oh, is it really the right thing to do? Do you not need a plan B? Or are you sure it's the right time? But I think the more you work on the relationship with yourself, and especially when you go down this path of self-development and the more that you get to know who you actually are and get in tune with your intuition and know when you're making a decision. And also like that the decision is right for you. And so a lot of the time, I don't know if you, there's something that I experience, especially in having a business or starting a business. I've gone to make decisions knowing it was right for me, but then I've let sort of other people's opinions back at the start really like feed into the fears maybe that I was fearing. So then it's like, okay, for example, quitting my job. I knew back in March, even I'd only been coaching for two months, I wanted to quit my job, but I listened to everybody else and was like, oh no, you should wait until you get to a certain point. And then eventually I just, five months later I just quit my job it was like because I just knew I had to do it inside of me I was miserable so it's like the pull was so strong but if I'd have listened to everybody else I would still be probably sat in my job now and not where I am today yeah I couldn't agree more with that that resonates with me so much I think like so often we seek other people's opinions like it could be something really little um like I don't know, even about what to wear to an event or something, or it could be about something bigger, like are you going to launch a new product or a new service in your business and and seeking other people's input on that. But I've definitely been the person that's sought way too much input and then I've been influenced left, right and centre and then I'm just so clouded about what I actually want. And um, it's quite a nice segue because I've created your listeners a freebie on my website, which we can put the link to. And one of my top tips I think the last one is keep it private like that is my genuine mindset tip for starting a business is like just don't tell anybody that when I started my coaching business when I look back at it now I actually started a blog and I did it I didn't tell anyone about it I did this challenge that my therapist told me about which was a 30-day blogging challenge so I basically had to produce a blog every day for 30 days I didn't tell anyone I didn't tell my partner I didn't tell my mum I didn't tell my friends because I decided I wanted to do something that was about me for me with no one else's judgment and that was the little seed that has now created my business but I haven't really I've only just realized that if that makes sense so I believe in like keep these things secret (laughs) I love that I really love what you said that I keep saying that I would like to start a blog it's something I've been wanting to do so maybe I'll take up in the 30-day blogging challenge I will like I love writing like a goal of mine is to re- release multiple books and I guess it's just like a segue into it um but I love what you said there about keeping it private because I think like you said there a lot of the time we can 
it's we're seeking that approval outside of ourselves because of the maybe lack of self-trust that we have within ourselves or the sort of fear of we've always been dependent on other people for things for example in the corporate job world you're always usually nine times out of ten depending unless you're at the top of the chain you're reporting to someone so like you have to seek approval for the work that you do or in like I don't know, growing up, you always want your parents' approval. At school, you want your teacher's approval, like your friend's approval to know that you're a good friend or you seek approval in a partner. And it's this sort of like cycle that we don't realise at these times. Even like you said, the tiny little things, like going out on a night out. Oh, what should I wear? Well, you know what you want to wear, but you're just seeing like, oh, well, what if I wear something and I really stand out and everyone else has gone in black and I'm wearing bright green, like yeah. kind of thing, like are people going to judge me because I'm wearing bright green and everyone else is? And it's, it's we don't even realise these these little tiny things that we're doing are actually every one of them that we do, every time we seek that approval outside of ourselves, it's actually we're, we're dinting our own like self-trust and like ability to trust ourselves. That is so, so true. That's so true. And I felt like, so I lived in Australia in Sydney and worked out there for a few years and I knew I wanted to start my own business Um, and I worked in corporate out there and I was so sure that I wanted to start my own business and then I came back to the UK and I had a choice. I could either go and get another secure job or I could start a business with the money that I'd saved in Australia. And I did the latter, but all of my, like the pressure around me was to not do that. And I really, yeah, I, I was really struggled with just navigating that situation. And I didn't feel like I had much in the way of support. Like there wasn't an organisation out there that I could have said, I want to start a business, but I just need some help. Like I need that mentoring and that support. I didn't, I didn't know where to go to find that. I'm sure there was stuff out there. But I just think we're so, we always seek non-experts about something. Like we seek family and friends input about our business, but they don't, they might not own a business in that industry. Do you know what I mean? That's such a, such a thing, like, such a good point. That is, like, to make, actually, because you're making me think where have I sought approval, and it's just about reminding yourself of the who are you actually seeking approval for, because if it's from a mentor, from someone who is where you want to be, their opinion or their, like, input is going to be more valid based on experience, whereas if you're going to speak to someone, say, for example, a friend who's never run their own business, which there's nothing wrong with that, but if you're going to then go talk about business advice, they're not going to understand. So it's just kind of, I think that's why your support network is really important in the sense of, whatever aspect you go just like it's for example if you were going to the gym and you wanted some advice on what to use the machine you're going to ask a personal trainer because they're an expert in that field they've been there they've trained you're not going to go and ask Joe blogs down the street that's never entered the gym how to use a piece of equipment because they're not a, they've not experienced in it so it's just kind of I guess you can use this in any area of life like who are you seeking advice from and I guess it's the same when it comes to business yeah absolutely like I genuinely believe that you need to find an expert in the field like on a slightly different topic like I experienced some grief last year with losing some family members and I've worked with a therapist to work through that grief because like I'm not afraid to admit that I need that support and also I feel so much better in my life now that I've worked through it it doesn't mean that I don't live with the grief and I don't miss those people still but 
it's made me I think it's made me a better human being a better mum a better partner a better friend because I've made the decision to take action and get some expert advice and support does that make sense that makes total sense and I think a huge thing that you've just said there is you've one you've taken action which is the first step to creating any form of change in any area of your life and two to go and ask for help it's not a sign of weakness it's actually a massive sign of strength because a lot of the time we feel I feel scared sometimes to like admit that we're feeling weak because we're, we're brought up but if you cry it's a weakness if you ask for help or if you're struggling it's do you know for example like you just I think a lot stems from back at it's probably going on a complete tangent but back at school I always think back to school like if you were struggling with something you'd be scared to put your hand up in case someone was going to laugh at you because you didn't know the answer and you don't realize that these little things then feed into your adult life and how then you go into situations because I know that I used to I just like keep quiet. Maybe if I was struggling with something, I just keep it all inside. But now I'm so open about it. And I actually, like you said, finding someone is, I feel like this conversation is really aligned because I had a conversation with one of my, one of my business coaches this morning and she was saying, why did you get mindset coaches? And that was because I said, because like, I know this stuff that I can't deal with on my own, that I need to heal and barriers I needed to push through that I just physically wasn't going to be able to take myself on because I'd hit a ceiling. And it's kind of like, we know what we can handle. And that's why there is coaches. There is people out there that do these kind of jobs because they're there to help. The same with like, you could say to anybody like, why do you need a business coach? Well, you've got the experience. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, like when you hire a business coach, the whole point is you're trying to leapfrog and not make all of the mistakes that that are able to be made at the start um and a lot of people get stuck in their business as well and they're doing the same things or they want to launch things and they just don't know how to or they struggle with the planning um like there's so much like our business is such a big part of our lives we spend so much time at work so whatever that may be um and I know I was very much stuck in a corporate job so I, I I'm really inspired by inspiring other people to to try and quit that and and start something else even if they're too scared to because imposter syndrome does sometimes set in sometimes set in. <laughs> I think it should come with, should come as like with a huge warning sign <laughs> or imposter syndrome what's sort of your experience with imposter syndrome because I could have probably write about five books about it oh I definitely have felt it I remember before I started my business coaching, I used to look at people that like, um, is it Marie Folio? I don't know if I've said that right. Like Rachel Hollis, people like that and be like, wow, they're so amazing. And I could never be like that. Or, oh, I'm too old now to start something like that. Like, it's just, no one would want to listen to me. I just used to self-sabotage massively. And I still do it to some extent. Like I still still see myself self-sabotaging. Like I might, have a potential client lined up and then I haven't taken the action that I needed to take or and I'm like what why am I not doing that like what is wrong with me today um it's such a weird thing and I have a lot of clients that struggle with um don't struggle with social media because they look amazing on social media but their mindset around social media is a big challenge and comparing themselves to others all the time and thinking that theirs isn't good enough or they're not showing up enough like I see that a lot so I see it in myself and I see it in my clients as well 
what, what about you? What do you find with, with imposter syndrome? Yeah, I really resonate with a lot of what you've said there with the, with about it. For me, I guess I think social media is like a double-edged sword because it's amazing because, like I said, we can build our businesses, we can connect, we can impact, we can like make connections like you and I have made. Like if it wasn't for social media, our paths might not have crossed because we're in different parts of the world. Um, but also I do think people we forget the, the, the mindset around social media, that's something that you just said there, which was like, that was a light bulb moment for me just hearing you say it is that how are we looking at it how are we viewing it and I think it's really easy to look at other people and forget that it's just a snippet um of that person's life and you don't see everything that goes on in a full 24 hours so when we're comparing we're literally comparing to one percent and I think for me imposter syndrome came in a lot especially because I talk a lot about mindset and then I guess obviously I have dips in my mindset because I'm human and I guess maybe that's where imposter syndrome for me would kick in like who am I to give knowledge on this particular topic because I'm struggling too but actually like I've really my mindset shift that I've had recently that's really helped is that actually like I'm a big believer in the universe for any of the woo-woo listeners but I believe I truly believe that the universe brings you doesn't bring you anything that you cannot handle and actually like whenever we have a struggle rather than seeing it as in that in the moment even though we might be struggling actually like that's a strength and once you've got through it you can then go teach that to somebody else and it's just like all these different challenges are actually they're making me a better person because I'm getting to know myself better but then also I can give back more because I understand how it feels and I listened to a podcast yesterday by a coach that I follow who like I really look up to and she was saying that like nobody actually wants a perfect coach because the people want to know that you're real and they want to know that you understand them and I think this is really helping me get through this imposter syndrome is sitting in this belief that actually like my struggles do not make me any less of a person. They do not make me any less of a coach. They actually just make me human and actually a better human because the fact that I have the awareness and understanding of myself and can acknowledge them and work through it rather than ignore it means that I'm actually like strengthening my, like strengthening my resilience, strengthening who I am further and further each time. Yeah, absolutely. There's, um, I think there's a book by Brené Brown called The Power of Vulnerability she or she does a TED talk about it but I when I realized how important it was to be vulnerable and how you can learn from your failure that that's been transformational for me because whenever I do have a bad day which I definitely do we're all human like you say and we're all going to have challenging times is just trying to coach myself and be like okay why am I feeling like this today and trying to source what is the reason because it might be that someone said something to you that you didn't realize is actually playing on your mind or you might be like for me quite often it's when I'm due on my time of the month and I really notice that my mood is completely different and I struggle to show up as happily and confidently as I normally would and I think coaching yourself is a really powerful tool yeah, I love that. I love that. I learned a, t- a new technique actually the other day, which was kind of like self-inquiry, where it's just you ask, you speak it out, and then you're like, well, what is the one question that you would ask yourself right now? And then you ask it because that's usually the question you need the answer to. And it was, it's just really like a really powerful 
technique and I think like you said there it's also that understanding especially as women we go do go through cycles and it's something that I'm becoming more aware of is when it's a time of the month my energy dips and like that's okay and not feeling like the need to push through and be like oh it must be yesterday was a prime example I always feel like the week before I'm due on is one day where my energy just really drops and I've really like noticed it so yeah. I napped three times because I, my body was physically like exhausted and it's rather than wherever it's before I would have like ignored that my body I would have just pushed through and then felt worse it's like setting that boundary with myself like no it's okay to rest that's just as productive as pushing that's kind of weird because we're aligned now as well then with the cycles yeah we were cycling together it's <laughs> <laughs> really strange oh hilarious <laughs> you're laughing <laughs> but just within regards to like a question around sort of like boundaries in business what yeah. do you feel like you've especially you're a mum as well so you have a, another person to think about that's reliant on you as well as a business um yeah. how do you find sort of like setting boundaries between work life balance making sure that you yeah are balanced I guess it's a really good question and what I've come to realize it's it's constantly evolving regardless of if you've got a child or you haven't got a child I have to constantly be resetting boundaries um I've I've realized so for me I used to really think oh work-life balance you don't need a work-life balance everything should be all-encompassing and you should just be able to do it all at the same time having a child has made me realize that is not the case and I really need those clear boundaries so I've got a whole new appreciation for it now. Um, I'm very really strict. So I only work Tuesday mornings, Wednesday mornings and Thursday all day. And that's just that's my boundary. Like that's what I want. And then I had to figure out how I enabled that. So we made decisions to put Mabel into nursery and um, like my mum helps as well. But I have to say to my other half, like and it's this is where it's evolved constantly. I'm like, I need you to help with this. So at the start I used to put Mabel to bed every single night and I used to do all of her baths and now we do it 50 50 but that's been an evolving process um and I also still breastfeed my daughter and I want to keep doing it so like I have to put in boundaries around that I've had to put in boundaries recently around that because it's been really draining me in terms of my physical health as well so I'd love I I'd love to say boundaries is like a one-off thing but I genuinely believe that every month we need to kind of relook at our boundaries in our life and be like what other like who else do I need to ask for help from so that I can feel happy and that's that's where I how I look at it but my other half says like if I'm unhappy he's unhappy so we need to keep having conversations about I need you to help with this I need you to help with that because otherwise I'm just a bit of a mess (laughs) Because it's hard. It's hard to juggle a business and a relationship and a child and your house and all of that stuff. Yeah, I love that. And I think we like we said right at the start of the episode, like everything is constantly evolving. So why would boundaries be any different? And I think the fact to be able to come and every month and be able to reset them, that's a really powerful thing to be able to do. And actually, rather than allowing everything to take take its toll and wait till it's too late before you then implement them the fact that you have a process to constantly evolve them and constantly assess is just a sign of obviously your growth mindset and your adaptability in 
keeping happiness <laughs> trying to but they always they do slip so an, an example of a mindset boundary that I think is really powerful is um like mobile phones and I don't ever have my phone in my bed bedroom at night um and I try not to look at my phone generally after like six o'clock ish in the evening and I try not to reach for it first thing in the morning and even when I do reach for it I try not to just go straight to whatsapp and look at my messages because something I read or, or listened to once was sort of saying like why would you want to be in bed and like reading emails from people or messages from people and consuming what other people are dictating to you that they want you to be consuming like you should be making your own decisions about how you want to start your day and how you want to operate and I I truly believe in that so it is a boundary that sometimes slips sometimes I will look at my phone just before bed and, and I'm like oh, I need to stop doing that so I'm not in any way perfect and it's always changing but I do think social media and phones is a important mindset boundary 100% 100% because I think it's I mean I think I've been a little bit guilty recently of slipping on the boundaries I have with my phone but it's so easy when you've got a lot going on and you want to just catch up and you think oh just just five more minutes and then it's like but actually yeah. then it's about asking yourself the question okay yes it might only be five more minutes now but the next day it's 10 more minutes next day it's half an hour and then every time you're saying yes to this distraction because a lot of the time it is a distraction what are you then saying no to because you're saying no to that time to spend with yourself or saying no to like that extra half an hour of sleep and it might not seem a much seem much in the moment but it's like over time what is the consequence of that like what is it compounding into whereas if you look at what's the the net positive of if you actually stand firm in these boundaries okay if you're allowing yourself that space if you're allowing yourself that time to switch off like what is then possible yeah yeah and I think I I genuinely think a really important part of boundaries is how you allow other people to treat you and how you give other people permission to do or not do things and yeah I I think that's something for everybody to consider and to think about like whether it's friends or family or relationships is just being really clear on what is acceptable and what isn't acceptable and it's okay to as you change like people might disappear from your lives or they might slowly come out of your life because they might not be serving you anymore um and you might need to reset boundaries of people and say, actually, that was acceptable before, but now it's not because I've changed and I'm not I'm not sta- standing for it. Yeah, I think that's a really, really like powerful point that you've just made there is that as we evolve, like so does everything around us. And just because one thing used to be acceptable doesn't always mean that it's always acceptable now. And that's OK. And I think it's also just for me, the biggest mindset switch I had around this because I used to be a real big people pleaser and always say yes. So when I started saying no to people, it was really, there was, oh, like what is going on? But I think it's just a reminder of the mirror analogy was the one thing that really changed my life is that obviously your internal world is a reflection of your external and vice versa, but also just about remembering that if you say no to something and you deliver it in a way that you know is just like, no and actually the other thing around this saying no is not needing to justify why you've said no that you saying no I don't want to do it is enough rather than no I don't want to do it because I've got xyz abcdefg to do or it's just like you saying no 
I don't want to do it is enough without this need to justify but also that if you say no to someone and then they respond in a not very pleasant manner or they feel very offended it's just about remembering like it is not your responsibility how somebody else responds it's your responsibility how you deliver and how you respond but you're not responsible for that person's reaction and to that other person they might never have set a boundary they might not know what they are so it's also just being mindful of that but also not letting that then dictate how you feel or how you feel about things yeah absolutely and that connects really nicely to another mindset and personal development thing that I learned a long time ago now that has stayed with me which is that you're the average of the five people you spend most of your time with and you're the average in terms of like your personality in terms of your earnings in terms of like all the different elements of your life in terms of your health if you look at the five people you spend most of your time with you just become like that that kind of community if you like um and that stuck with me and it makes me really think about who do I want in my life who do I want to surround myself by and I constantly want to surround myself by people that are pulling me up and better than me and helping me learn and grow because that's a big value of mine so again any any of your listeners like write down those five people because I found that really really eye-opening yeah I've heard that before I'm actually going to do it (laughs) Yes, again, I think it's really important because it's sometimes we don't realize actually the subconscious programming that's happening around us, and it's just about remembering and remembering where it is that you like sort of want to be going. And like you said, being surrounded by people who do inspire you, who do lift you up, who do pull you to be that better version of you, because that's what we're always striving for on this growth journey. It's just for us always to continuously improving yeah absolutely but just to round up today's episode I feel like we've gone through so many different mindset shapes business (laughs) non-business but I feel like just just before we round it up that if you have a business it really is a reflection of your life anyway so all these things that we've talked about whether it's business or non-business they all do mirror each other (laughs) I don't know if you find that or absolutely and I so something that I'm really passionate about in my business coaching is acknowledging the other areas of your life as well because what's the point in having an amazing business that's earning you the money you want to be earning and looks really great on social media but your relationships in bits behind the scenes or you feel like your your health isn't great and you've not got the time for self-care like I'm so passionate about a holistic approach to your business I think that's so important and instead of like people wanting to earn I've heard a lot of this recently like people don't want to be earning like six figures seven figures left right and center they just want to have like post-pandemic people just want to have like connection and a happy life and love their business and have time to do the things that they're passionate about as well and I'm really passionate about people defining what their version of success is and not being pulled into other people's versions if that makes sense yeah I love that I love that I think that's why we're very aligned I always say this to people like what is your version of success like what is or even like down to that I'm really passionate about self-love like what does self-love mean to you what does freedom mean to you because what it means to me was different to what it means to you and it's about you having that definition of not what someone else's version of that is and that's what you think that you want and like 
what what my version is is very different and I really like what you said that you've made me question actually just thinking about it what, what am I unbalanced in my life right now <laughs> we can't always be like prioritizing every element of our life and it will be amazing and shining but we can be aware of it um and I'm with you on the self-love like love is one of my biggest values in my life I am yeah and I, I I know that you know this Lorna but I didn't find love until I was like 33 and for me like love and bringing that into all of my work is so important because it's a massive value of, of mine and I I honestly believe in true love so that's a whole nother conversation but that is genuinely one of my biggest passions is is bringing more love into the world and I it's one of my passions too because I feel that there's not enough love in the world like there is enough love in the fact that we are all love like that is if we're going down like this woo-woo thing what we are love is our natural state as humans like to give out and it's like this fear comes in and all this negativity comes in and we forget to lead with love. Cause if you live in life through the heart, there wouldn't be all this fear. There wouldn't be all this conflict because if you live truly through love, yeah, that's yeah. what you're doing. You, you show up better. So I think that's what I'm really passionate about as well is people living a life of self love, because I feel like if it all starts with yourself, if you can show yourself that same love, then you just radiate it out anyway, because it's all comes from within you. It's like, we're very aligned on our approach to leading with love. No, that's so true. And I've seen your new program about um, self loathing to self love. And I think that is so important for people. That's really yeah. powerful. Yeah, it is, and it's a. I'm, you know what? It was a. It's, it's a short program, and I'm not going to. Like, obviously, it takes longer than four weeks to embody self love, but it's about you just even just taking that first step and having the awareness of how to break free of your beliefs. How can you embody love and define what self love means to you? Yeah, absolutely. But yes, like I said, we're just going to round up the episode. <laughs> yeah but just to round up the episode do you have any like tips for the listeners going away anything like mindset I know you've got a resource if you want to talk a little bit more about that and then yeah absolutely so on my website so it's www.genlister.com forward slash freebie f-r-e-e-b-i-e um that is a mindset freebie for you so it's 10 um sorry no it's seven actually it's not 10 because seven is a is a lucky number um, seven mindset um, tips for you if you're thinking of starting a business or scaling your business um, what would be my mindset tip for you I mean have a look at that and I think something that Lorna and I have talked about is keeping keeping your ideas and your creativity private like I love a journal and I think when it comes to mindset taking the time out and just writing down those crazy ideas that you're not ready to tell anyone about you're not ready to share even if it's like coming up with your brand name ideas or coming up with a website ideas or, or new product launches like when it comes to business just having that blank piece of paper and keeping things to yourself I, I genuinely feel like that's really helped me on my journey and I think the other thing I would say would be um, again something we talked about finding mentors that are experienced so if it is that you want to work on your health go out and find a health coach that you can invest in yourself with or if it is that you want to work on your business look at working with a business mentor um or if it is that you think you need to embody more self-love like look at Lorna's stuff and like think about investing in that so like find someone that's experienced invest and believe in that and don't try and get loads of advice from randoms <laughs> 
friends and family that we absolutely love, but they're not always going to be serving that purpose of, of your best interests when it comes down to these important pillars of your life. Love that. I love that. And for anybody who wants to connect with Jen, I will put her Instagram and her website in the show notes. But thank you so much for this powerful, powerful conversation that we've just had. Thank you for being yeah. on the podcast. Oh, it, no amazing amazing if you have listened to this episode and you have resonated with it and you would like to tag us both and share it on social media um you can tag us on instagram my handle is at lorna mckenna underscore and what's yours jen it's at jen lister coaching and like i said i'll put this in the show notes but like i said if you have listened to this episode and it has resonated with you and you know someone that need to hear the message that we have delivered today or think would resonate with any of the topics we've spoken about please do share it with them because that way we can grow but i will leave you as i always leave it here is to making your mindset truly matter mm-hmm.